Welcome to the Sign Radio Show. episode, we take a look at the 2021 award season, and Rimena joins us to talk about the Demoscene Ethics Project. Welcome to Design Radio Show, episode 10. Once again, I'm here with my two co-hosts, Axel. Hello. And Zephoid. Hello. How are you guys doing today? All good, thank you. Reasonably well, I must say. Yeah, it's been um, a lovely-ish day here in Sweden. Good to have you guys back. It's been a month and we have lots of things to talk about. So let's start with the news. And I think the most important news that we have to start with is that Axel has a new microphone. Hello, everyone. Ooh. There you go. That's the difference. At one moment, we can just do the whole podcast in like movie voices. We're like, okay, so Axel, what did you see this week or this month that you thought really was interesting to talk about? The invitation for revision. Let's 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 go let's go first because we have now because uh, we have all kinds of parties. The party season has started. Let's start with that. At the moment of recording, both Assembly Winter and Love Bite are doing their their thing. Have you guys caught any of that? Not really, sadly. I've been a bit preoccupied with the family matters. Right. So I think we should catch up because let's talk about this absolutely in the next episode because it's fun to see new things happening. Especially Love Bite has been a very interesting project for the size coding party um community and they're doing interesting things of like the intros in all kinds of sizes and a bite battle which is like a shaded showdown but with a size limit so it's absolutely new takes on these things that are fun and tiny so it's all very fits in your pocket so that all gets more challenging even now like you're you're a fan big fan of the size coding uh, and shader showdowns right I am. No, no, no. It's, it's basically the same people. I, I did some, um, you know, this is, this is going out after Love Bites, so I can talk about it, but we did some commentary for the Bite Battles. And I love the Shader Showdown because that whole format of 25 minutes, having a shader and going and creating something in a time. And they did the same thing, but with a, a modified Tick 80, which is a fantasy console. Uh, and it gives you 512 bytes at the beginning, but it slowly counts down to 256 bytes. So not only do you have to make something within a time limit, you also have to do it in a size limit. And it is stressful. It is absolutely stressful because people f- panic at the end and then they go one bite over and you're disqualified if you're over. Like, it's really harsh. It's good fun. It's really, it's super exciting to watch. So absolutely, right. um, let's discuss these. Okay. You got to have nerves of steel to actually participate in those. I, I would never be able to make it. <laughs> And there has been a nice spread of both shader coders, size coders, dick 80 coders competing in this. So it's going on. It's absolutely everybody's take on the effects are very fun. It's a very fun take on the whole life coding uh, yeah, thing. But then also, with an, of course, let's make it more stressful. Like, it's not stressful enough. Let's just add some. And seeing a tick 80 programmer that really knows the tick 80 really well versus a shader coder who is really versed in time pressure coding and... Uh, whipping something up in 25 minutes, but then also having to deal with these constraints that they usually don't have. It's good fun. So I'm hoping that this will be a more, uh, yeah, a bigger thing. I think Love Bite is on a, is onto something here. They should add Very one fun. constraint per year like, to it. <laughs> like uh, there's fire burning in the background or snakes in your room or whatever. A hand, <laughs> snakes hand tied to your back, <laughs> you fit your hand in a box of spiders. <laughs> you can make this like a fear factor. <laughs> mm. <laughs> 
I love this, actually. I really want this to happen now. <laughs> it gets like worse things are happening. We give you an electric shock after 10 minutes. You just tell them, right? You're part of that crew there somehow, right? So I probably can get half interested in like physical pain for people to be playing or physical terror. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that no, is probably going to be ethical very difficultly. But so yeah, so this show, and I also I forgot to say, like we have all kinds of things planned for this show. We started with the news, but later on we have an interview with Rimina, uh, talking about the whole discussion about ethics within the demo scene. So that's going to be a very interesting interview there. Uh, we touched on it briefly in the last episode. So uh, that's going to be the second half of our show. Uh, so now let's go back to the news. So revision. Have you guys <laughs> seen the invite? Yes. Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a really, really fresh take on things, uh, especially since it was not really meant to happen this way. They just, oh, this is the way we happened to do it because we were last minute, uh, according to the uh, the discussions that Dojo and Fox had during the launch show last weekend. And I liked actually me was like, I love it. Can you elaborate a bit more? Yeah, I just think it's great that it's like, I was always like, when I was watching it, I was thinking like, how did they do it? Like everyone was sending a part of a clip and then someone wrote the music over the whole thing. Or how did they did that part? Uh, I think it's great that it includes all of the platforms. And, and I think that spirit is basically what the scene is about or what the revision always is about. Uh, and I think it's merging all of these um platforms into one production it is awesome i really like the spirit of that it reminded me back on the um the breakpoint invitation like with the the guru meditating on i don't know where it was the scene spirits and all of them coming back to wasn't it the, the last breakpoint yeah where i, I just so. mashed up everything from the demo scene into one thing yeah but i think and also the whole like the long trip towards that we thought last year like oh revision will be online and next year we'll be back to normal and then we're not so it's a longer route, and that was so. It made me really melancholy to see this. That that road is still going, but we're going together, and the team is together, and it just really made me feel like, oh my god, I miss everybody. And but we're we'll truck on one more year. Hopefully next year we'll be at the hall, and uh, we keep on walking. And indeed, every every part just so much hard in it. Like it was. Ooh. Again, I get like goosebumps thinking about the concept. It was so good. Yep, the fellowship of the seniors. Yes. And then including in that show, there was the show that um, also included uh, the Meteorics. We'll talk about it later. But I think the show, how did you think the show went? Well, uh, it started off as having them uh, back in the sofa, in the couch, as uh, well as during the last revision. And uh, from the beginning, they were quite uh, quite okay in, in doing this. But it, well, you could tell that they have been working hard to actually get this going. Because at the end of the show... Um, it's hard to describe exactly what happened, so you should really look at the recordings. But um, it, let me put it like this, that um, they could have been a bit more structured. But then again, they're humans. At least we think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, hopefully. But it, it, uh, overall, it was a good thing. Uh, lots of information crammed into one, uh, one and a half hour or something like that, though. Yeah. Um, because they wanted to explain the whole what, what's going on and, and go into details and stuff like that. And also, of course, all the, the, the Meteorics nominees uh, were presented briefly. So it was a, an informative show, to say that. So yeah, so some of the new things, we have the, the revision 3D compo. That's, that's a thing that's been discussed as well on Puet, and people are very happy with it, it seems. I think so. I think it could, I mean, 
I could imagine that there's some people popping up in that compo that you would not, or that have probably never participated in any theme combo before. In a solo compo like that, they always were part of a demo because yeah, that's where your three D models go. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good addition. Yeah, good a good addition yeah. to to the overall concept. I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I'm I'm really looking forward because I saw a preview. They were previewing the tool that they're going to use to show the models, and it's really elaborate and showing like zooming in, showing faces in different kind of skyboxes and. I'm really looking forward to seeing people going all out on a 3D model and actually having some time to just admire a model. Like we're in a demo, we just, I mean, we would complain back in the day that it would be too long on the model. <laughs> so you'll be watching a model? like, Or is that going to be the a rendered picture in the end? Or what's, how do you going to do it? Now you can see there is a, they were posted on Twitter, like they have a little preview of the tool. And it's basically like a model viewer. So you can just show, they can show, and they can zoom in and zoom out and show every angle. Like, look at this. But you can make something really detailed and then hide something on the bottom and see if they find it. And they've also released the, the viewer, right, so, so that the, uh, the graphic artist can actually play with it before uh, to see how it will be rendered as well. Right. Okay, so it's different than the music combo where you can basically use any tool as long as you deliver an MP3 and that's it. Well, you can use any tool as long as it makes a 3D model. And it's like, okay. it's, it's, it can be loaded in this, in this viewer. You can find all the information about this, uh, the Foxotron viewer on uh, the Revision Party site. As well. Okay, so that's the end part of the educational part of this podcast. So it's always with demos. You know, it's a very good question because it's always like sometimes what other people do is magic. Like I have no idea how this works. I mean, so yeah, that might be a good thing, good topic for the future. Let us know if you want us to talk about three D uh, models <laughs> and uh, interview some of your favorite three D modelers. But yeah, speaking about things that we have no clue of, as I talked uh, about the the Love Bite, they had a, an award show called the Nano Awards which is uh, like celebrating the best in tiny coding. Hmm. So what is the tiny coding, like size coding, uh, as we are all absolutely not programmers here? That's the part, that's the uh, topic I wrote the thesis about. Oh, you did? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so, I do, dude, I would be surprised. Like, actually, <laughs> I've been programming for all my life. Don't <laughs> believe everything I say. No, but do you guys see the appeal of size coding? Do you enjoy it? I, I do think that, I mean, it would be, as, as a non-coder in that sense, I mean, yes, I sort of code when I do web work, but that, that's not really the same thing at all. You don't really care about size that much these days, uh, which is sad. Uh, but, but I mean, that, that is a, a quite appealing concept, I think, uh, if I were into this. It's, it's the same thing with music, because that's my part of things. It's, it's more intriguing to actually try to squeeze out something really, really tiny, um, and, and make it sound good compared to, like, all the bells and whistles. There's limits. Limits, I mean, with a demo scene, superimposed limits is our thing. Yeah. <laughs> limits we don't have to have, but we just do them. But do you guys enjoy watching them? Like, is, as, an, cause, yeah, as a non-coder, as a non-programmer, looking at these effects, like, they're very bare. Yeah, I think it depends a bit on, like, at 4K uh, intros, I think there's a, so, some sort of limit for me personally where I think, okay, this is, has at least has some decent music or whatever, but if it's a, like 128 byte intro that makes one beep, uh, but it still is amazing whatever it does, I think it can, I cannot appreciate as much as someone can who probably codes in the same field. Um, but um, as long as 4Ks or 64Ks or whatever, is that's something that is aesthetically something that I find more um, um, beautiful to look at. I don't know. 
It's an interesting point because I think that's a point a lot of people make that I don't know how this works, so I judge it on the visual merits, which is absolutely fair. Even coders might get really angry now. It's like, <laughs> yes. no, the work. And we do respect the work, but again, visually pleasing can be the main thing that if you're showing something on the screen, and I find it, I will, I will say that in the last few years, size, the size coding community has really exploded and people actually are getting to those pleasant aesthetics in small intros, like in 256 byte intros and 128 byte with sound that starts to resemble music and visuals that are actually not as bare or as rough as you'd expect. So it's an, but I have the same problem that I look at it and go like, this is probably really impressive. That's exactly the point. This is probably really tough to do, but I don't know. But I... and who am I to this? I'm not here. To, <laughs> I'm not here to disrespect it, but I don't really get it. So, yep. I mean, it was fun to get back to those bite battles, to seeing them program in in this small. Like you see the characters on screen because there are only 256 characters, and then you really start to appreciate, like, holy shit, this is actually not that much. But this is you have to really think about like where your characters go, and that piqued my interest a lot. Of like, this is cool. This is like a puzzle, like a terrible puzzle. <laughs> I do know uh, enough to understand that, okay, this is pretty awesome. I, I have worked with a lot of weird stuff, uh, but I, well, I would never be able to do it myself. But it is amazing to see what, what it's, uh, it's all about. Although I say that uh, the same thing as Axel, if it's not really, I mean, if you have 2528 bytes intros, no matter how impressive they are, it kind of gets a, a bit boring on the science, uh, the aesthetic side or lack of aesthetic side for me as well. I must confess that. He said yeah, lack of aesthetics. Allowed to have an opinion, right? It's yeah. I think it's fair to say like it gets very samey because there's only so much you can do. And I do like uh, that now people are actually messing with that and you see different kind of stuff happen. People do new takes on that usually like some kind of XORing or like Nandafax, kind of like flip visuals. I'm not a coder. I don't really know how it works, like a little bit. But I think, again, maybe we should do an episode about size coding yeah. and have some of the coders on and also ask them about that art of optimizing because that is really... I've heard stories from some of these coders that have spent a week on a 128-byte intro shaving that last byte off. Have you actually tried to explain to someone outside of the scene what a 4K intro is? Because I always had heard this um, comparison that a, a Windows icon is 4 kilobytes. And that basically a production like lasting three minutes, including music, is yeah. within those 4K. And everyone goes like, huh? What do you mean? <laughs> I don't get it. And we did it at one point at work. Uh, we did a best of revision show at the Friday beer, like a Friday afternoon beer moment. And I showed a 4K intro. And my boss explained it to all the artists that are young and don't really know about the demo scene. They're all like in their 20s. Like. And he explained it as like one line of pixels in a 4K texture. <laughs> okay. One line of pixels is four kilobytes. So it's like that's this what you're watching is one line. And not even the whole no, just one line in that texture. And people were like, okay. And then the question is, but why? <laughs> but <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. But they got I we I got some people in my um from my company to come to revision at one point and, and enjoy it. And there's some old demo sceners working for it as well. But we had younger people are usually like, but with these constraints, like you make it so hard for yourself. We're like, Yeah, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> is it? Like, I guess <laughs> we don't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> so uh and then other things because revision coming up. Loving the invite, loving the vibe, looking forward to it. I hear Sofa World is coming as well. There's people are working on it. There might be a new version. So mm -hmm. this time I'm going to participate in that. 
Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, it will be worth it. What I hear, sneak peeks, is that, uh, no, it's, they definitely did improvements. So that's basically uh, an app that you in install on your PC? Or what? Or how does that work? Yeah, in the it's, like a, it's like a video game. It's like with many Unity, so it's a Unity game. You can download this. SofaWorld.net is the website. They put the latest version on there. And you can just, it's really easy. You just click it, you run it, and you go. Okay. And it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. You can run around with 100 people in the revision hall and it really feels like you're there. So absolutely recommend. Does that work on PC and Mac yes. or is that other platforms like more exotic platforms as well? I think there might even be a Linux client right now. They did because it's Unity, right? So that does support it. So I think there is, there is, a, there is a Mac client and I think there might even be a, a Linux client now. But a revision, so revision means a new Meteorix. Yes. So uh, we also that show from um, Defox and Dojo talking about revision showed us the nominees. Did you guys see the nominees? Are you guys happy with everything? Yeah, I, I it feels it feels quite uh, quite wide range of things. Even though uh, a bunch of the uh, the entries were in well multiple categories as well. That's uh, that's always the case. And since I uh, I had to do the voiceover thing, yeah, I I know which entries are in there, but I can't recall them now. <laughs> it's like VX two by <laughs> blah 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 and, and everything like that. So um, and and also the good thing is just showing the uh, the inclusive inclusivity or uh, help helpful sense of things when it comes to the demo scene as well is uh, I already got pointers about uh, mispronunciations like Daria, Bossa de Cores, or it, that's not how we should say it. It was like Bossa de Cores, uh, something like that. I even have an audio recording from Genio. So I'll, I'll practice that for adding the recordings for, for the actual show. That's my legacy of mispronouncing everything. Boyknecht. <laughs> like, Boyknecht. Boy <laughs> I apologize for nothing. But then again, also Portuguese is a hell language that makes no sense. So. Yeah, because he yeah, he, he also recorded two versions. It's like this yeah. is the way you say it in Portuguese and this is the way you say it in the other Portuguese. It's like, oh let's go with Bosa de Cores or something like that. <laughs> Bosa de Cores. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that was awesome to see Daria nominated. I think all the newcomers are like really cool new people and it was uh, a lot of great entries. I love the Scene Spirit Award category. Yeah. Really good. And calendar. everybody in there, uh, the Kawi Advent Calendar by Mountain Bites, the Holiday Card Exchange from Star Chaser. That was a, such a wonderful thing to do. Uh, Novoke as a concept, I guess, is there nominated. Um, and the online shader showdowns that we have been doing for the last uh, last year and Sofa World, of course, had to be mm. nominated there. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm not going to say who my favorite is. Sofa World is definitely my favorite. I love all of you, <laughs> but Sofa World should win. <laughs> Absolutely biased, I am. But I love that Scene Spirit Award uh, as a thing, as a concept of like people bounded together so much last year to do something and actually be more together being far away. And I really love that, that concept. So I'm happy that the Meteorics actually give attention to that. Yep, that's a good, that's a great idea, actually. Yeah. The Meteorics also had its uh, conflicts of interest, for instance, or controversies as well. So no, the Meteorics didn't come without controversy, uh, especially about a yeah, conflict of interest where people that are in the jury, uh, Meteorics works with juries to discuss every category, and some people that were in the jury had also productions up for nomination. It's a difficult thing. Yeah, but I mean, it's something they they have considered or been given quite a lot of thought about, and that that's basically the way it works with the bigger award shows as well. The the Oscars they have some some similar mindset of handling this, I guess. Yeah, but I think it's 
a really an easy solution to to have that person not take influence on that certain category if they're like nominated in that aspect and i think that that's perfectly perfectly fine then right i don't yeah. see any issues there you step away yeah, that you you that you cannot take an influence on on who wins that part then yeah i would just wonder how how does the nominations part work like are the jury members already a part of the juries when then they nominate um productions or it's just you can write anything and then but who makes the selection then for the they what they yeah, so that's a jury so there's people have time to nominate on demo zoo and on poet and then with all those in consideration the ones that got the most nominees from the crowd will be taken into account for the juries and they pick their there are five that are up for consideration and then at one point they pick a laureate that's like this is so if there's 20 productions in the category and one of the jurors is part of that has a production of one of those 20 then he cannot like vote internally for that well that was the thing can he vote for himself and it was right. also i think with the last five like if you are in a category because the, the juries are people that are versed in their in that aspect and they might be also nominated for that aspect because that's mm. a good musician in the music in the best soundtrack and so you have to be and i think they 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 addressed it and i think they did it well of like yeah we deal with it in the most open way possible and exclude the person from the judgment on their production absolutely yeah wasn't the same discussion already back at the Cenorg awards yeah it's been always it's always been difficult yeah it felt kind of like i heard that before sometime and uh, yeah, it's always a problem, but I think, yeah, I think they did that well, but that was not the only controversy they were dealing with. There was also the hol Hologon controversy by the Electronic Knights. They made an intro that said, you can get our demo by sending us uh, an email and we ship you one on, we sent you a floppy with the demo on it for your Amiga. It was only to be spread by mail swapping. And they did that during Christmas and it was a great demo and everybody was like, this is fantastic. It should be nominated for the Meteorix because it was a 2020 production. But they were like, it's not allowed to be online. It's only allowed to be spread by uh, floppy disks. And you can get a floppy from us. And we will send you, you can send us a floppy or we send you a floppy. Like it was, and a lot of people did that. And it was a fantastic demo. And then at one point, uh, HFR, Hellfire from Howjob put it on Poet. He put it online. And he was like, because I want this demo to be nominated for the Meteorix. And it got nominated for the Meteorix. And it's in uh, the old school demo, I think, is in some of the categories. And the guys from the Electronic Knights weren't that happy about it because they were like, yeah, it's not the point. Like, we don't want our demo to be seen on YouTube or to be downloaded. It was the point you got a floppy, you put it in your Amiga and you watch it. So I feel for them because I get it. I really get it. Like, it's such a great idea. I think it's a, t a fantastic idea, right? I mean, that's. I thought the story was really great about this. And the analogy with the museums is is just perfect. I mean, if just because the Mona Lisa is in Louvre or whatever, yeah. uh, I mean, it's it doesn't mean that it has to be copied and placed all across the world um, just to be relevant. I think that's a really cool aspect of that. But it's a fantastic demo. Like, it's an Amiga 500 demo. It's absolutely one of the best demos from the last few years. But why aren't they happy about it that they got nominated either way? I mean, I'm not sure if they're not happy that they got nominated. They didn't. They weren't happy that it was put online. They okay, weren't happy fine. that it was spread. But basically, it was leaked by like, cracked by like yeah, by okay. our job. <laughs> and we went to do the whole aspect of like the demo scene loves nothing more than leaking software and cracking back in the day. So this is actually kind of apt. And I had to remind everybody that Lib Ninja did this like nearly 15 years ago by cracking two Black Maiden demos. They made demos for Tum that would no longer work after the 1st of January. 
So we cracked them and had a, a, a crack throw, and then they would run after the first of January, and they weren't really happy with that. And we never <laughs> apologized. Uh, so um, it's it's uh, it's also very demonstrating that somebody leaked the demo and actually put it online, and and there was also the question that the Meteorics organizing was like, we want we need to have a digital version of it for our process, which is also something you can discuss. Like, is that a fair question? I mean, they can do whatever they want, but... Yeah, it is a tough call. I mean, I, I do understand the aspect of the Elder Knights, of course. Uh, it, it is a quite fun thing to do. I wouldn't have been able to see the demo, which I have now on YouTube. So, um, yeah. because, well, I do have an Amiga, but it's not, uh, well, it's not ready to to just run. Uh, so, so in in one way, I'm, I'm happy it leaked and, and got put onto uh, YouTube. But then again, I do understand the uh, the feeling of like, hey, this was meant to be shown and enjoyed this way we want it yeah. like like that but mm, yeah and and also i've I'm, i've been part of race 1911 since 1988 i know what it means to leak stuff and <laughs> and crack stuff don't talk Sorry. about it too much you might still get arrested <laughs> <laughs> but no it's exactly i feel like because it's their right to say like we have this idea we want our demo to be spread this way and then it's the person that get it can put it online and it's the thing with digital art is that uh indeed it is very easy to copy and just and I don't want to go into NFTs right now because that would just be shitstorm. Let's just not touch that for now. But I I feel like I'm really happy it got nominated in the Meteorics because it absolutely deserves it. But I feel for the guys for having their concept broken, and I really enjoy people cracking it. <laughs> I'm super <laughs> super torn about it. So that would make for a nice topic for the next episode. <laughs> let's talk with, let's get everybody involved. No, I'm really torn about it because I love every aspect of it. I really get them. I really get Meteorix. I get the Meteorix. It's always, it's just friends doing this. Um, and it's serious. We take it very seriously. But that they go like, we need it to be digital because else we cannot pull the show off. And I also get that because it's all something we mm. want to do and they want to do for the demo scene. And it's, it's, so then don't include it. Yeah, but it was such a great demo. And like, oh, God. And then somebody else is like, here you go. <laughs> Put it online. But that problem is solved. <laughs> it would be interesting, though, to hear their um, thought about it, like from the Electronic Knights. Like, too. I saw Bifat was already posting that he's in a war with How Job now. And I hope, I hope he makes it like like a, an angry demo. Like, and this is an old scene war. Or a vision. <laughs> <laughs> and then again it's it's a scene where, and it's also and then he's mad because everybody wanted to see his demo yeah because the demo was so great so it's also it's so fantastic what a fantastic controversy I loved and in 2021 I loved every aspect of it absolutely did yeah I loved the uh, guard guy's comment actually about it on, on the thread as well that where he said well like if if there's like one typically senior thing it's like one thread about the whole discussion about the whole thing so if that's not senior then what is that's exactly very true so now it's time for our interview our guest this week is Rimina uh, and we're going to talk about the demo scene ethics project and what that means for the demo scene Our guest this week for our interview is Rumina or Rimina. Rimina, I'll... <laughs> Rimina is... Rimina, Rimina. She is uh, the head of the Compo crew at Assembly, uh, the largest hybrid demo party in the world still. Uh, also a code runner musician in the groups Paraguay and Decadence, um, and as well as an active part of the live coding community. Thank you. 
A few notes. I'm taking this year off from assembly organizing. I'm kind of having a uh, leap year for that to have more energy next year. Right. Fair enough. Hopefully when yeah. next year everything is back to more normal. Yeah. All right. And I'm here with uh, Axel uh, as well. Hello, Axel. Hello. Today we're going to talk about uh, why we invited Rimina is uh, to talk about the Democene Ethics Project. Yeah, maybe you could explain a bit like how it all started. Like what was the reason you came up with this idea? Uh, first of all, I didn't came up with this idea. It's not like my personal project. Mm -hmm. It's a collaboration between uh, various seniors. Uh, it started, I don't know, back on last summer, I think, when um, I talked with Metoikos. She kind of had this idea that maybe we should do something like this to bring more awareness of these topics. And uh, I said, like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And it, that was kind of the starting point of it. And then we invited some more people there around. First, we want to have this small group of people that we know are part of some minorities and ask their opinions about how things are. Mm -hmm. And we had some discussions, and based on those discussions, the website came to be. Yeah, it had issues with language and everything wasn't phrased the best possible way. And that's the thing. The idea came up, but what was the background for that? I mean, there must have been experiences, or how do you experience the scene then? Are there things, if you want to share them, I mean, that might be personal, <laughs> it might be difficult, I understand. Yeah. Um, first of all, for me, I feel the scene is like family. It's my kind of a family of same kind of weird people that I am. <laughs> so, uh, so it's not like I feel that scene is uh, like only hostile, toxic and stuff like that. It's It's not that. It's just that we are not in isolation of the surrounding culture. Yeah. Even though we have our own things, we have our own kind of system. We Someone would say that scene is kind of a meritocracy thing also. I know that there is at least one PhD thesis that states that too. So. But then it's absolutely true. There's proof. It's peer-reviewed. Um. But the thing is, still, we don't, uh, we are not like in vacuum with this. We, as a community, have the same problems as every part of communities in the world because, yeah, we exist in this world. Yeah, of course. And the world is changing as it is with everything. I think it's really what you say, uh, like it's a, it feels like a family. I think that's for a lot of people, indeed true. And it feels like a metrocracy, like where it's, and that also, do you think that might have caused the reaction that people feel like you don't have to tell us the rules? Yeah, sure. And I don't want to tell anyone any like rules, except like competition rules, but that's a different story. <laughs> Which is a weird part actually about the demo scene is that there, it's also strongly about competition <laughs> with rules. So that yeah, but continue. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's not about I or we or anyone telling people what to do or what to, what not to do. Even though it might, when you read that page, 
it might firstly come to you like that. But it's really not about that. It's something that we would just like people to kind of see that, that okay, we might have these kind of problems here and there, and um, we could maybe do something to those things together. Not telling that don't do this, don't do that, but okay, hey, have you thought about this issue? Do you have any opinions to that? I think, uh, for my point of view, the reason of this project is to uh, kind of initiative discussion about these topics. And I think that's already kind of succeeded. Mm -hmm. And, and can, you, uh, can you name certain problems that you see particularly present in the scene? Like, is it a hurdle for... Are there hurdles mm. for um, newcomers or is it minorities or is it certain groups of people? I mean, I can just address stuff that has happened to me. If you be comfortable with that, yeah. Stuff that I know that has happened to people who come from similar backgrounds that I do. Mm -hmm. okay. Like they are female presenting, for example. Yeah. And I've been in the scene uh, some time now already. Um, I started going to parties rather late in 2007. I was then like 20 or something. And uh, also I ended up organizing, like being part of or organizing demo parties the same year. I've been organizing stream party that happened in Finland. Mm -hmm. And I've been organizing also alternative party that happened in Finland and well, assembly as well. I started coding demos well, I think the first one was released 2013 that I was like taking part of. Um, I have been studying programming and I have a major on software engineering. Um, yeah, so I do code. Yes, yes. Still, when some people have, for example, heard that I code, some of them has like burst into laughter to my face and then just dragged me to a computer and like start to point the screen, like tell me what this code does then. And uh, yeah, I was like, okay, I don't know what that code does, but I know that some kind of assembler, but I'm not familiar with that assembler and reading assembler uh, instructions line by line, you don't fucking, sorry, tell <laughs> what that program oh. does. No, we're cursing is allowed on this show. We're already so, but yeah, no, for, and it's also it's a very weird flex to like have you like prove yourself for that worth. Like, yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Also, other things like a lot of questions of who I'm with at parties, or when I'm not with someone, then like, well, what the f you are doing here then? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of questioning, and that's. Like already when I've been in the demo scene for more than five years or so. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's very tiring, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And al also the things, I know I'm not the only one who had had these experiences. Okay. Also some stuff for me is that uh, for recent years, I've been using more and more wheelchair. I'm also injured and, and sick to disabled point. So um, going to parties has become a bit harder for me. Yeah. 
but I still go to parties because I like parties and I like to see my family. That's the spirit. Uh, that's the, that's very important. <laughs> that's awesome yeah. that you do because we want you there. <laughs> all, all the things have have been like when I have noted the parties about these things, they have taken them really seriously. Yeah. And that's really nice. But for example, at some parties, I found that the toilet that I could use was used as a storage. So I couldn't go there. Okay. And uh, other parties, the toilet was constantly occupied because people were doing several kind of stuff that's not going to toilet in the toilet. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Things you do in a toilet that are not necessarily... Right. Yeah, that sucks. And that's, yeah. yeah, that's something that there's maybe indeed like people are even unaware of this whole concern. And that's tiresome mm -hmm. to keep calling that out. And yeah. Has this drained your motivation as well to, to participate in the scene? Like, because like at some point you must be fed up with these kinds of experiences. Does that have an impact on you, on the interest in the scene as well, or the motivation in the scene? I know that for people, it, does make a difference. For example, if you come first time to a demo party and you have made your first production and then you get shitty treatment, of course, there are people who never come back. Yeah. For me, I've been already like part of the scene so long that it doesn't affect me that much. Yeah, I was just, an, I'm, I'm also kind of stubborn. If someone says that you can't do this, I'm like, I will show you I can do this. Mm. That's what we need. Exactly. That's what we need people to. And I think it's yeah. also what comes down to this incentive is that we need to call it out. And what you say is actually a really good point as well. If people come to a demo party and have a first entry and get like berated or get like mm -hmm. made fun of. For my experience, personally, I have always felt that the demo scene is very inclu inclusive and people help. And when you make something, it's yeah. awesome. You made something and it's not. And then. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's for me weird to hear like, no, people mm. also get called out for it. So yeah. yeah and also for me, it's like, um, when I first started to do stuff, people weren't like coming to me and, uh, handing resources. Like this is how you do stuff. And this is how we can help. They were like more like, huh, let's see how you do. Let's see yeah. how you, mm. let's throw you to the deep end and see how, if you survive. You have to prove yourself even more, even though it's weird because we have that whole competition aspect yeah. in the, which is kind of weird in the demo scene as it is. It's a different discussion to have mm -hmm. in a scene so built on creativity. Why do we have to make it a competition? Yes. But indeed, it, it always was that friendly competition where you help each other. Yes. But no, there's also people with different. And that's it's a shame if people leave because they have a bad... Mm -hmm. experience at a party or people like somebody and then it's, indeed it's easy to say like oh some drunk idiot said something but yeah mm. we might all be drunk idiots yeah <laughs> also me <laughs> no exactly so that's the thing is yeah. like so indeed how would you like if somebody would come like there was this whole discussion uh about like people that didn't feel like there was a need for it like oh where does this come from yeah i know how would you res how would you respond to that like first of all um we have all different kind of backstories and uh the second thing is that the scene isn't the same in all the countries yeah um i see huge difference between the scene in for example in finland and in germany yeah to be blunt <laughs> but but in, yeah in what way do you see differences attitudes and 
how people, for example, react to this kind of stuff. I have traveled to parties by myself alone and ended up being like the only Finn there. And and even though female presenting still and somewhat noob who person who no one knows, I mm-hmm. got, got like really different kind of... Like reception, basically. Yeah, it has been more, maybe even more welcoming mm-hmm. for me, even though I knew like one or two people there. Right. But then again, all, always when you come from a different country to another one, there's also this thing that you want to make the people who came long distance yeah. to mm. kind of... People have made the effort, so... Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that is, I, I will say that, indeed, I see the difference, even though the Netherlands is basically swamp Germany, so we're pretty much the same people. We can talk long or short, but that's the truth. But I think it's true that everybody has their little movement, their little way of doing things. I've been to Finnish demo parties, which are indeed different to German demo parties that are different to French demo parties, which is also part of the fun, but yeah, so everybody has a different background. Mm -hmm. So you can take your own knowledge for granted for everybody, basically. Yes. So would you say it's a discussion about raising awareness for, particularly for newcomers, no matter what background they have, or would you say that the scene has to be diverse or more diverse in the sense of uh, different people, different, I mean, nations is, is a given, but um, I don't know, a personal backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. Or what would you, how would you say that? Both. I think it's really important to kind of, for, especially for us who have been in the scene longer, to note that we already know each other. Let's take the new ones with us, not push them to throw hoops and make them do tricks to get mm. to kind of get to feel that they are part of the community. Mm. But also what comes to the personal backgrounds and stuff like that, even though you don't see that this is something that you should even discuss or should even think, uh, do the thinking still. Yeah. Mm. Because there might be someone else who is very afraid of coming to demo party to this kind of uh, place that is very uh, well male dominant, and yeah. uh, they also might have bad experiences from the other places. It's not just the scene, like I said. It's it's the world we live in. Mm. These problems are universal, kind of, even though we are a very unique community, it doesn't make us immune to those problems. It doesn't mean that these things don't exist in our community. Right. I guess it's probably a part of, like when you hear something happening like this, like you mentioned on the website, that you actually stand up and say, okay, this is not all right. And, and that you come to to the aid, uh, if you want to say that, and, and help these people um, mm. who are treated the wrong way. That's probably the core aspect of what you're trying to raise right yes and indeed i agree that it's like there is no where people are so afraid of like oh you're dictating the rules and the code of conduct and it's not yeah. there's nothing in there that says we have to do this from now on blah 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 mm-hmm. but yeah is it like the way it was put out mm-hmm. i guess you guys at one point you just have to put it out 
Is, was that yes. the way like this? Yeah. And we are also, uh, we have done work to rewrite the page and we will mm -hmm. publish it soon. We have gone through the poet thread and took the feedback and tried to reword the document so that it doesn't sound so threatening because yeah. no, it's not a code of conduct. It's never meant to be a code of conduct. It's not rules how to be a demo scener or how to be anything, but it's, it's more like, um, take bit of your energy to be empathetic towards people and, and notice these things. And even People do ma make mistakes also, and it's it's human. Uh, there's nothing bad in that. There, there doesn't need to be a bad intention. And then just saying that I'm sorry is enough. Right. But it's just important to say the I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. I think it's it's that sounds really logical, and I think it's people. The fear is that online people can more be more aggressive about these things, which mm. I think indeed the, the website tried to avoid but also maybe obfuscated it a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. I, I tried to sign up because I thought I had signed up, but then I hadn't. And then today I clicked on the link and it no longer works. <laughs> yeah, there was a mishap. And now when we are kind of doing the site again, we will put the link back. Yeah, because I was like, let me add my name. Because indeed, I cause I think also in the poetry, broadly people, I think, agreed about the incentives. Yeah, I, I think that too. Okay, it was just the personal background checks that didn't work on you that you had, oh no, this guy, we cannot sign that up. Yeah, oh, oh, it's Oki. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no way. That name was too, <laughs> many, too many notices in the police archive. So. He's been on the stage <laughs> no many <way>. times. <laughs> yeah, because of course we are like ethic police that we have <laughs> the kind of... <laughs> Did you have that info, yeah. <laughs> we have that info, of course, and we're keeping but, but, scores. No, no way. No. <laughs> exactly. So, so, but there is a, there is an, an overhaul basically planned. So that's good to know. Yes, and we are also planning to have a seminar about this topic at Revision, and also like time for discussion and questions and feedback. Because I I I don't want to this to be like only call out. I want this to be a call in. Yeah. So not just saying that hey you did wrong, but no saying this hey this things happens. Would you like to work with us to kind of make it better? Make it better, yeah. That's indeed this. And because the demo scene is known for being anarchistic and punk, and indeed, don't tell us the rules yeah. and everything is we do it our way. Do you think that makes it harder? No, I actually think that it makes it easier because it also attracts these kind of people that are punk and that are, as you said, weird, weirder. <laughs> yeah, I think that kind of makes it. Easier because then you know that you are responsible for your own back. And if you see something wrong is happening, you know that there's no centralized organization that will take action on that. It's you who needs to act. Mm. Yeah, it was also actually one of my first misconceptions of when I was first reading about this. I'm going to be honest about it. I'm, I, I thought it's going to be a regulation of, of things and that <laughs> you, you, term, you use certain terms only because you mi misuse them in the past. And, and I work at a place where we have 15 disclaimer pages after a presentation. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh my God, if this is starting out now in the scene as well. And I was actually reading just today again through the Puet thread. And, and I think Gopher was putting exactly my my view in, in, a, in a comment um, where he writes um, still 
for me personally, one big part of the appeal of the demo parties and the demo scene was exactly that there was no formal rules about it and that it, this particular ecosystem evolved by itself and regulated itself, sort of a breakout time and space for everyday's behavioral constraints and political correctness, if you like, you know, while, um, that we have in our everyday life and jobs and all that. Uh, so it was always a funny mm. uh, reason. It always felt more peaceful, tolerating and respectful than the outside world with all of its rules. And that was exactly what I was thinking as well. It was always this completely mm. nonsense place where you spend the weekend talking about things and you actually you didn't probably do, to the persons themselves, you didn't speak so much in depth about their family or their uh, what they're mm. doing or their diseases or whatever. And it just was a, a place where you united about a certain topic and you had all the other topics aside. Yeah. And my worry was now that the, all these um, all these things would be sort of regulated in a conduct or, <laughs> and all that. So um, I'm glad that yeah. this is probably not uh, like yeah. that, what, what your intention is. But I think the discussion... It's absolutely beneficial for all of us, yeah. Yeah. And it would be extremely hard to like regulate that kind of stuff because who's the scene president? Can we can we elect one to truck. Kind of... truck, <laughs> okay, truck. <laughs> Elected. Like, so no no question asked. <laughs> then we'll see president for life. Then we'll be discussing a lot, no? This <laughs> is Donald J. Truck. <laughs> oh, we will get mad at that. I'm sorry, truck. <laughs> But no, but as, it's a good. I think it's 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 an honest point you make there, and what Gover makes. I think it's true. It's like we all were. It's, it was escapism mm -hmm. as we were young. It was escapism to be yeah. our little selves, making our dumb little things. And I think everybody, well, a lot of people in the demo scene, come from a background where they were doing stuff other people weren't, and they weren't really understood. And yeah. that's where I can be myself. And I think that's exactly what this incentive is yeah. for everybody to be themselves. Yeah, for me, example. It's also about these things. It's also about to geek these same kind of special interest and uh, a bit of escapism and find my own weird family. Yeah. E even though I'm not from the same background, even if I use a wheelchair, even. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. It was always about that. It was, it didn't, backgrounds didn't matter in the demosine as we. Yeah. As, as you kind of see it. Yeah, exactly. For us, it was for us to see like. For you, <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, that when immediately the first example is is telling, and that's good to know, and that's good to know these stories. And I think that maybe that was lacking in the first version of other people like we were willing to hear, but we need some because we don't understand mm. it. Because for mm. us, it feels like this. Yeah. And then you say like, yeah, I had to prove myself by reading assembly code from the screen. That's ridiculous. Yeah, actually, I think these yeah. examples are essential. That you know, to get the awareness really in in the people's minds, I think you need to name a couple of examples uh, and and as that you have experienced or that others have experienced. Mm. I think it's important to name these problems and to name specific issues. Yes, but the thing is also um, with these kind of example things, there is never enough. Yeah. That's the thing when you try to have a con like example of stuff that you had had to kind of come up with and your friends had to come up with because they are something that's not the majority of yeah yeah of the population someone will always ask those examples they will ask always more they will ask more and more and more of those examples mm. and they don't believe it and why don't you just believe my word? Right. 
I think that's indeed, uh, there's no doubt to the word. I think the example um, enhances the idea for the people that don't understand it. Yeah, sure. Because for us, I think this this first example you gave, I think me and Axel both were like, yeah, that's what? like. So that's the first response. It's like, what, why? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that was never asked of us. And that is where you immediately pinpoint that, like, this is what it's about. Like, this is exactly what it's about. Because it never happened to you because you were not, like, presenting as a female. So people just accepted you were a coder instead of, I have to show myself. Mm-hmm. And that is appalling, of course. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you're right. I think you can keep giving examples. So it's, yeah, but I guess it's hard for, it's also for the other side, for the people to, 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 get that to click to that empathy of like oh this is for once mm. not about me yes <laughs> to put it bluntly and because there is the question indeed like um because indeed i was reading the poet thread again and i saw a lot of people and it's like a lot of people are absolutely sympathetic i think to the cause and empathetic in a way that they try mm-hmm. to f- map it to their own experience and don't get it yeah because um, you don't probably have the experience of that exactly so we need to be told. So we need to be taught mm. as well, I guess. Or and that maybe is like what people are like. Oh, we feel mm. like a set of rules. Mm. Um, there was a question that that we had is like if it's if you call it demo scene ethics and there's a website that says demo scene ethics, it feels like a serious yeah. incentive, yeah. I guess. You would think that it's common sense, right? But it's like in every aspect of the world all common sense doesn't work so you need to mm-hmm. i guess impose some set of behavioral rules for what the scene stands for i think that's, well, that's rules good... is in like i think the world is changing as well i think mm-hmm. the entire mm-hmm. world is changing is shifting in this aspect i hope for the better and i think yeah. as, as you really well put it the demo scene is not uh free of this we're not a happy bubble mm-hmm of pure, I think we are doing really good in the demo scene. I have the feeling it's very inclusive. Mm -hmm. And that is also something that made me feel sad to read like, oh wait, it's not as inclusive as I thought. Yeah, same here. I've actually thought it would be more exclusive. It's always good to kind of recognize what your uh, privileges come from. Like, uh, I feel this is inclusive. So let's check what privileges do I actually have? And then try to check, okay, yeah, sure. This is inclusive for me. I'm, for example, many things are very inclusive to me because I'm a female presenting white skinned person. But if I was a person of color, for example, things would be different. If I was um, more acting on my gender, because I'm not a female, I'm non-binary, mm-hmm. but I still present as a female because, well, I'm lazy. <laughs> and th- this is lazy me. of explaining. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> it's easier, yeah. And that's something that's that. Yeah. But if I was gender non conforming looking, mm. things would be still harder for me. Harder. For you have to be. Keep expl- you have to keep explaining mm. it. And that's the thing. Yeah. I think that the, we were talking the last episode as well as like this podcast, because it's a podcast. So it's literally made by old middle aged white men. Mm hmm. So indeed, just this for us, for for me personally, this topic is I find it like I want to be as good as I can be without knowing that what I say has a different meaning because I come from a different background and mm. it can be it can weigh yeah. harder or be interpreted differently. So I'm happy to have you on to talk about this because it's very good to have this discussion. Absolutely, and yeah, 
And I really have one thing I would like to ask everyone to do that comes a bit of the examples. Um, don't think that you are objective person yeah. looking into something. You are very subjective. You are part of the culture. We are part of the culture. We can't look it outside. If someone says that this is what happens to this demographic group that is minority, believe them, do not make them prove you. Mm -hmm. And if you still have doubts, Google it, read it, study it. Don't put the pressure of te teaching these things to the people who already has hard time, because then we kind of, we have hard time in society. And after that, we would need to also educate people. So like, please, please do your homework with this. I think that is something that feels intimidating to people. It's like, yes, but it's, I, I get where you're coming from. It's like, I don't have to educate you. Like you're a grown person. <laughs> and and I think that's where we came the more from. The is like, I don't have energy to edu educate everyone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I get that, because you're like, I'm living yeah, my like, life. I, I like you, you are my friend, but I really don't have time to do this. Yeah, I don't have time to do this. And as as, as for us, it was like, that, ex that example is so good that it made it so clear for us. And you're like, I don't want to keep giving examples. So there is this middle ground. I think it's good that we have this discussion so we can have this talk and, and try to be understanding towards each other as well for the people that are like i really don't get it because this never mm -hmm. happened to you and that we go that's bizarre that's like insane that it happened to you and then we can call it out like why why is this happening and i think to tie it back to the elitism of the demo scene because there was also in the thread it came mm -hmm. up it was about the i think me personally i have the feeling and again personally that the elitism is i've never really cared about it so I never mm -hmm. really care what somebody said. I, well, I'm a TRSI, I'm so I love you, TRSI, by the way. <laughs> Before I start a war, but I'm a TRSI, I'm so important. I'm like, cool, like it's a cool group, but I don't find like I'm in another group. And do you think it's still like that? Still is also, as you say, like young people being pushed because they look up to people that they feel are, mm -hmm. and the people themselves might not even realize or certain elitism. Ah. Uh. I think this is also a thing where scene can be very different what comes to uh, countries, platforms, and so on, and age as well. Yeah. Because yes, world is changing, scene is changing, and I think younger sceners have a bit different view of the stuff, and I know that some even despise the elitism and make fun of it actively yeah and i enjoy that so much <laughs> but then there's still these people who also kind of try to keep this status like we did something back in 80s so we are the cool cool people here yeah like okay you did something in the 80s why should i care <laughs> i wasn't even born yet i think that's for <laughs> a young generation definitely and and it was still cool. I mean, it doesn't diminish the fact that it was still cool in the eighties, but the kind of coasting on that crowd, yeah, yeah. And I think there's incredible stuff that was done then, but still, like you're better than the than me, for example, because you did one demo back then. 
yeah, go to the scene page and check how many demos I've done. Yeah, sure. Most of them is crap, but still. <laughs> but that's also kind of the biting thing of... It's the biting thing of having the competition aspect, because that kind of gives us the, like, you win a party and you win a compo. And I've personally always find it, found it a bit weird, because I wanted to just make shit. And it was awesome to see mm-hmm. shit on the screen, and somebody won because it was better. And I was like, I don't know, is this better? Is That's all very subjective. As a, is yes. this a whole, Again, it's kind of a different discussion, but it also is kind of... I think a lot of this elitism came from teenagers back in the 80s, declaring mm-hmm. themselves the, the best maker of the shade bob. Or I literally yes. don't know anything about old school facts. I'm so sorry. But, um, and it kind of lingered. And teenager are, can be kind of... Uh, yeah, I think it kind of lingered. Because when it's, at one point it's trash talking, I've had a great time with the guys from TBL, for yeah. example, with their cigars. And I've always felt that they were kind of tongue-in-cheek trash talking. They were like, we're the best, but... They never mm. really took it that seriously themselves. Yeah. And then when you come new as a scene and you get that, you don't probably, well, you don't get that. You, Sarcasm, <laughs> you're yeah. given that, but you don't get, get what it means. Mm. Like, yes, I have been very put off uh, one, no very good friend of mine, but back in the day, I didn't know that person who was just shouting uh, on top of my demo, like how it sucks and how it can't be open, uh, WebGL and stuff like that. And I was like standing next to him and like screaming back at him that fucking idiot, be quiet. Yeah, is that, is that, well, yeah, because it's rowdy yelling, I guess. It's because can we trash talk? Is I like a bit of trash, I like trash talk during the shady showdown, kind of like I'm gonna obliterate you. I like the kind of. I mean, we still, I think that's still a part of the demo scene as well, a little bit, where you kind of go, like, I made more shade bobs. Yeah. But then you kind of, irony and sarcasm are always hard. Yeah. And make sure it gets through. It's clear. Yeah. And also, trash talking, there's no, nothing bad about it. If you do it in the environment where you know people understand what you mean. Yeah. But... Then again, scene is not ten people. No, exactly. It's not your clo- only your closest friends. Right. Other people see it as well and don't understand. Yeah. Uh, can I still yeah. send fucking stuff in my demo? <laughs> who, who, I don't know who who decides that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, no, that's right. yeah. So that's, it's it's all the <laughs> as long as it as long as it gets like as the message is clear. I guess that if you decide your message is not that clear, then also deal with the consequences. I guess it's also a thing. Uh huh. I have another question. Um, what do you see? Um, like, do you have certain goals that you want to achieve in certain points? I mean, you mentioned at some point that the LA system could be an option. Or, or what do you expect of people signing up to your website? Is that do you want people to be reachable for persons who experience certain aspects who they can partner with? I don't know, at the next upcoming party they're going to? Or is that. What kind of solutions, like, if you can say that, mm. um, there's not a particular solution per se, but... Smash the patriarchy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Smash the patriarchy. Right. That's the problem that we are dealing <laughs> with. That's the end of the say, podcast. Thank you very much, everyone. <laughs> not going to say agreed. <laughs> no, I guess I think it's actually an interesting point, though, is like, could you actually, if you like, sign up, it's like, I wish to know more, but I find it hard to do that research. Like, mm. would there be a... Yeah, there could be something that where 
we could like have different kind of resources and texts, blog mm. posts people have written, because there are a lot of things around these topics in the internet. Absolutely, I believe that. So like where here you can find them. This is some maybe some people that are willing to like. I can. Yeah. I, I want. I would like to educate. Maybe because it might make the threshold lower for somebody to go like I don't get it. I think that's a really good idea, and also like when you sign, I think it's more like you give your voice. Like I'm with this initiative. I because we know that this can be a very touchy topic. Yes. To people, and of course. First, when you read that, you are like, I did nothing wrong. I never done that nothing wrong. And that might be the case. You never did nothing wrong. But then again, you might have been like, also never stood up. Mm. You might have said something that you thought did nothing wrong. And it's the, the, that learned that kind of like yeah. awareness. Because I get that. I get that. That's why I wanted to sign up as well. It's like, I want to show my voice for that I support it. And it doesn't mean that people need to be perfect and never do mistakes. But like, um, okay, I understand what you said, and I'm with this. So, more bit of a pressure maybe to people to see that okay, maybe this is not as in- intimidating and bad, and maybe this is not something that will rule out our freedom of speech or something like yeah. that. Mm. It's more to show that okay, I get this. Yeah, where people feel like they're being. It's like if we're being cancelled, and it's like the term, the terminology. It's so because it's fine terminology is being aggressively used for people to be so afraid of, where there mm-hmm. is nothing. As you said, like we're all human, and there's not like oh, you slipped up, and now everything is bad. But it's like just you don't be averse of being aware and and seeking out this extra, um, this this empathy, the seeking out the perspective of somebody else. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult topic. Yeah. yeah, it is. Or maybe there's a system where you can, like, like I said, like if it, there's newcomers who are interested in the scene, and that basically the people who signed up with the page would also like be declaring that they would, I don't know, uh, help newcomers when they have questions that they basically persons to go to that you can that you can ask about anything or I don't know, for example, like in school, you have my son had a, as a first grader, you had a f- fifth grader who came along with you to school. I don't know. I think it's, that's it's, more it's, like the mentoring program that I yeah, think exactly. like Revision has. Revision has a newbie table like and they already try to be inclusive as in like, the, if you come alone to a demo party, we get it's intimidating. And that's something as well that a lot of people are like, yeah, I've heard so because for me, it's like I, I used to drink. So I just get drunk and be happy. I'm very. I haven't had a beer again. I keep bringing this up every every podcast because it's a, <laughs> like I haven't had alcohol in half a year, which is a big deal for me. But I also um, uh, when I am sober, it's like I find it intimidating, and I find it like it can be. It's a big group of people that you don't know, and that might be rowdy, and it might be different, and that might be again. We have a big international culture that's also again people are in different ways weird and. It goes really well, which is remarkable. But yeah, it can be. So I think it's this in between the mentor program and in between the let's be aware, mm-hmm. like all of us. And and because there was a call out, I still want to touch on it. We already like it's been a while, but I think there was a lot of organizers speaking out in the in the thread mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, we try this, and we feel kind of passed over." Mm. And I don't think that was never intention to like. Uh undermine 
organizers that like who do a good great job on this topic like this is something else this was more about more about now people who are and minorities voicing out their thoughts yeah it has to start somewhere and, I think and not praising them the best yes that's given as we're all human <laughs> I yeah. think indeed in the end the threat turned out to be people most some people are always shit talking but mm. I think overall it was a pretty positive cons- yeah. consensus of like okay let's and indeed it's good to hear that that it's going to be a new version because I think it's indeed important to have that awareness start is absolutely and it's a difficult topic and I'm happy we talk about it here as well now because it is not easy yes and I also would hope to have uh like like that we could be in touch with the different party organizers too and like talk these issues with them as well because it's it's not that you are not already doing great work but this this wasn't about parties yes only yes. it was about the scene it's uh, that's a it's yeah it's the pinpointing of a big beast as the demos, as we always have discussions. What is the, what is a demo? What is art? Uh-huh. So again, just as difficult a discussion to have. Absolutely. Mm. I think it's great that that the next steps will be basically that you refurbish your website and that you will have this talk at revision. And I think that's two very important steps to. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I hope, absolutely. And I hope this discussion here helped also to some extent. Um, to our uh, listeners to to clarify what your goal is and i think i would imagine that everyone agrees with that goal to to move forward on that yeah i think so too i'd hope so and i'm happy to give a platform i think it's good to give platforms to this as well is, is there uh, speaking about having a platform ah demosceneethics.org right the, one word yeah there's a hyphen yeah there's the the page and and also, if you have some questions, you can, for example, contact me on Discord, Poet, IRC, and let's discuss about this. We are also, after the seminar, trying to open up a bit better ways to conduct and discuss these things together. Excellent. For people that have questions to go, and indeed, there's, there's some good things raised by Axis, like, I would like to know, I would like to start somewhere, and... It's as far as I so understand you going, do your research. Like, I don't have time for this. That middle ground of, but here is at least something you can start would be like, it would mm. be good to have a connection. Cause I think that's the way to go forward is having the connection. And yes, indeed as simple, as simple as that. Cause it's also hard to give examples. I get that as well. And that example you gave today of having mm. to review code immediately makes it so much more visible for people that don't understand that because they never had it. Yes. So I think that's so important to go like, what? But that's ridiculous. And well, that's happening. What? And then all of a sudden, it's a different story you're talking because you don't know. And a lot of people, I've felt like a lot of people simply don't, indeed don't realize. And it's happy. Like ignorance is bliss. It's it's great to be unaware. But it doesn't yes. help. Like <laughs> It's not very productive. And for a scene that is indeed a, such a great place for everybody, because I remember as a 40-year-old white kid, being so happy that I found a scene where everybody was a big old dork making dumb shit in their computers and it was fantastic and I loved it. And I think that is we have a great potential of super creative people that we can only make more warm and more welcome. So Rimina, yeah. did you have did we forget anything that you would like to have addressed uh, before we close the interview? My brain is so scattered usually that 
usually I forget something, <laughs> and I don't know if I forgot something. <laughs> okay. Well, who knows? We might we might have another chat at one point. We can talk if the new website is up. I think it's an important topic, and I'm I'm happy to have had you in the show. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you a lot because it's not an easy topic, and uh, we appreciate that a lot that you took the step here to to discuss this with us with us. Um, so thanks a lot for that, Rimina. Thank you so much for having me here. And that was the interview with Rimina once again. Thank you so much, and an interesting topic, and not an easy topic, but I'm happy to have addressed it to start that. Yeah, and I I think that she managed to address quite a lot of the things um, that she wanted to get um indeed i agree that she, she tried to say the things she wanted to say it's a difficult thing to get started when people don't have a full understanding yet of what you mean and trying to get that connection and i think that we try to do that and it's hard and it's absolutely not perfect but i think yeah i'm very happy we we, we have this, this conversation i think we should talk about it more in the future and keep talking about it and learn about it and it's always good to learn about new things and new perspectives. Yeah, I just noticed how unaware I was um, that these things actually happen. Um, because yes. I just thought it was more of the, like the, the newbies having a hard time coming or entering the scene or something. But I actually thought that they were really respected, like at Compose, like people applauding to new productions or on Pua. The, I mean, people, I think, are quite forgiving if it's, if it's a first production. So apparently there's um, different situations at parties um, taking yeah. place. And I think that is something that I completely was not aware of. Yeah, and it's good to be aware. I mean, that's the start. It's also like that. Yeah, that's the start. And I think that's just leave it at that for now. And we'll definitely talk about it more in the future. I have the feeling in all the other episodes, we have so many guests planned who we'll do this podcast for at least a decade. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that wraps up this episode. So we'll be back next month with a bunch of revision coverage and maybe some more um, Love Bite coverage as well and Assembly Winter coverage because that will all have been done by then. If you have any more questions for us, please let us know with Design Radio Show at scene.org. Send us all the questions you have for us and all the things you want us to talk about. And if we talk, should talk to you about things, let us know. Uh, we would love that. This show was hosted by Oki, Axel and Ziphoid and was produced, mixed and edited by Gloom and Gargai. They are currently residing in an undisclosed location for their past sins. Special thanks to Scene.org, Scene Sad and Bitfellas. And again, send us your questions and feedback to the Design Radio Show at Scene.org or contact us on our Design Radio Show Discord. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and give us a positive rating as well. Like we would love that. Share it and have other people listen to us. You can find the Design Radio Show on SceneSat as well as Spotify, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Ziffoid. Thank you, Axel. Thank you. See you. Bye, all everyone. Bye. Send us floppies. We'll, we can uh, release the podcast on the next floppy disk then. I would love that. Let's do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs>